look great. <laughs> Thank you. I know I do too. Hi, welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep with your host, me, Grace Helbig. This episode, fair warning, got a little deep at times, but I think it worked out okay. You tell me. Leave a comment, leave a rating, let us know what you think. This is an episode with a good buddy of mine, Jarrett Sleeper, who you might know as Metal from the Fine Brothers series My Music. Uh, and he's just a real thoughtful person. And I think you will understand that after consuming this episode of Not Too Deep. So welcome to Maybe Too Deep with Grace Helbig and Jarrett Sleeper featuring Jack Ferry. Jesus. That's what it is when you're when I'm listening when to the goes, show and you hear the ocean. That's it's your my own blood. blood rushing around and echoing back. That's what I heard. And I think then that's very moving. Then why is it only in a shell? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's everywhere. But the shell, you make the uh, ocean attachment. I'm not hearing my own blood. That right doesn't now. reverberate. That's like made to not echo. Yeah. Is put, it though? <laughs> if you put like a coffee can on your ear, let's all take a second. It would yeah, sound like coffee. a con. <laughs> but isn't that beautiful? Like you're like, oh, I have an ocean inside me. Yes, it's very Neil deGrasse Tyson. We are the universe. We are all star stardust. Yeah. All the star stuff. Isn't that amazing? I think that's Speaking very of moving. great podcasts, <laughs> this is this one's right up there with Neil deGrasse Tyson's. It's in it the, so is in the educational front. Yes, yeah. I, mean, I feel where, like you learn a lot. You learn a lot. Whether it can be used as practical knowledge in your everyday life, that depends yeah. how you live your life. We're here with Jarrett Sleeper today. It's me. I'm so excited. Me too. Also, I was thinking about your name. Yeah. Is, you know, it's normal to me because I've known you for a few years. Yeah. But Jarrett Sleeper, do you get a lot that yeah. uh, people say, like, that's a fake name? Yeah. Really? Or they ask, like, where it's from. Yeah. I don't really know. But it's got so many double <laughs> letters in it. I know. I'm very enthusiastic about uh, double uh, vowels. Yeah. And I just am consonant crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do. I have this thing like I love uh, words that end in double consonant vowel. Okay. Like flechette or corvette. That seems very French. Or um, duquesse. Towelette. Towelette. Yeah. That's a great one. So anything at, there's a lot of S. Michelle. Michelle. Michelle yes. Tanner. Vanessa. <laughs> I don't know. I just They're very pleasing to look at and to, and to feel in your mouth. Okay. Jarrett Sleeper sounds a little bit like a wrestling name, but maybe because Sleeper is just a hold in yeah, wrestling. Yeah, that was because uh, I taught mixed martial arts for a while. Did um, you? Specifically, I was very focused on the submission grappling aspect of it, oh. and it became a very useful name, uh, although kind of annoying too, because for me, my favorite thing, one of my weirdest like guilty pleasures is uh -huh. being underestimated. And oh, like, like being an underdog. Yeah, I yeah. love it. And just people like not thinking anything about yep. you. I'm and a big fan of that too. I love that. Yeah. I was like, and so when I was younger, I, when I first did like my first jujitsu tournaments and stuff when I was like 18, I was, I was only like 147 pounds at tournaments. Mm -hmm. And so I was like kind of a small guy and I would purposely not buy like real gear. Okay. Like I would wear like a Barbie t-shirt and like sweatpants <laughs> that were cut off because I was just like, I'm just this kid. So you're basically then, like uh, trolling your yep, opponent. Yeah, that's right. And then I would put them to sleep. <laughs> And wow. I'd be like, should have paid attention to the name. <laughs> yeah, so you just got put to sleep yeah. by a Barbie sponsor. <laughs> what, um, if you had a wrestling move called, like, the Jarrett Sleeper, what would it be? <clears throat> um, Maybe we should demonstrate it. That's a good, just want to get in here, Jack. <laughs> no. Jack, uh, <laughs> I volunteer Jack as tribute. <laughs> I, uh, I really, I do, I just, I just like, uh, I like choking people out. Okay, that's a great quote. That's a great takeaway <laughs> from this podcast. I think this is a t-shirt. I like Do choking you? people out. Well, I, I learned a lot about myself in doing those. That's because like, it's 
because it's so claustrophobic. Yeah. You know, because like it's, if you take somebody who boxes or karate or anything like that or just a normal person. There's a space. Yeah. And, and, and once you get them in this position, you're so panicky and all of your yeah. natural instincts are so wrong. Yeah. Like you want to push someone off you. But oh. if you do that, you just give them their arm to break. So you have to push them like down. Yeah. And like you want to turn away from them. But what you have to do is turn into them. So there's this like beautiful thing to me where it's like, when you when you learn to like slow down and breathe, even though the lights are starting to dim, yeah. and like go like I know I got an escape, work the escape. Don't grab this hand, which is the one you want to grab, but it doesn't matter. They'll just break your fingers into your jaw. You're like you just grab the hand behind here and just slowly work your techniques, move out. You'll get out of it. It helped my anxiety a lot. I was gonna say what a metaphor for depression. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Whenever I get like real depressed, I like I go back to jujitsu. Interesting. I um, why can't I think of the athletic? Um, that's mixed martial arts. UFC? UFC, yeah. When I first started watching UFC, because I dated a guy that was like really into it and would watch it, I was so grossed out. I hate anything violent. Mm -hmm. it, I have a very like natural, yeah. like anxious reaction to it. And then when I realized like the sport of it and understood, you mm -hmm. know, the rules and the the mindset of, of just that, of reacting yeah. not to your, you know, guttural instincts yeah. in a way and learn like the sport of it, then I appreciated it a lot more. Yeah. But I haven't watched it for a really, really long well, time. Well, I, I, I haven't really watched it. I don't really watch that much either. I like, yeah. I'll keep up with, I'll read the things sometimes. But like, there's, people have to understand, because I agree, when I was younger, I'd see that stuff and I was like, this is so violent. Yeah, it's yeah. just crazy. And also like, when you don't know what you're watching, it just looks like people it just looks like just a bar fight. Slap, yeah, you yeah. know what we're doing. So when you start to learn it, that does make the game more interesting. But I think the more important thought here is like, there's, a world of difference between consensual and non-consensual violence. Yes, absolutely. And when you take two professionals yeah. who like are, in, and you know, and they're not killing each other. Right, there are rules. And that was yeah. like, once you realize that, that this isn't just a down and dirty bar fight, that yeah. this is two athletes doing their sport, then yeah. it makes it a lot more interesting to watch. Yeah, I think that's true. And I, I think like, yeah. I don't know. That's all. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into some of the questions. Consensual I, violence. Consensual violence here yeah. on Not Too Deep with Grace Helbig. For those of you that don't know Jarrett, Jarrett is a, how would you describe yourself? I oh think you're a renaissance man of entertainment. Keep that coming. What hey, else you got? That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> no, that sounds nice. Jarrett and I met each other on a an original series created by the Fine Brothers um, called My Music. Mm -hmm. And we played two different characters on that. I was idol and you were metal. Metal. Um, yeah. And we were opposites, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But what's weird about it is, like, I mean, I just think it's weird. I, you made me laugh harder than anybody on that show. Yeah, vice versa. But you made me laugh, like, in between takes just being your normal self. Yeah. Just, like, I would watch. Yeah. I was probably, like, <laughs> such a creep because I would just watch you interact with people. And I would, like, crack up laughing, like, from a distance of just watching you, like, kind of fuck with people. But also, like, get really excited about conversations Yeah, with thank you. Wow, that's, that's very mean. Means a lot to me. Uh, no, it was um, really fun. And then we, you and I just collectively <laughs> fucked with Jack's films. Yeah. Oh, I still fuck with Jack's films. <laughs> yeah, and and I, I both fuck with Jack's films, but also I fucks with Jack's films. You know what I mean? So, like, I like love Jack's films. Hi, Jack. <laughs> I, fu I fucked with him today. I was like, he put some stupid tweet out that was like, the title of my video tomorrow is going to upset some people, but it's based on something that was quoted at me once. And I said, I just put it in quotes. I was like, please stop making videos, Jack, Jared Sleeper. <laughs> it makes me feel good. He's like, he's just the best kind of friend. To he's like, you know, he's the best kind of guy to do that with. I remember you and I really, uh, this is how I knew that we were going to be really good friends, is that Jack <laughs> on set someone he was talking about his favorite music and he earnestly said his favorite band was Dave Matthews Band. Oh. And you and oh. I. And he was like, like wearing cargo shorts <laughs> and, and 
Birkenstock. And I I don't know if he had a puka shell necklace on, but it appeared. It just like you could you could just see it. And you're like, oh. I'm like, no one, no one like American Eagle it. Outfitters called him. Yeah, like, no one caught it. And like Jared and I, like Jack left. God, we love you, Jack. But you walked out of the room mm. and then both of us just started cracking up. Yeah. Because it was just like so sincere and honest. And he was like, the best concert ever. And then they're coming back yeah. and I'm so excited or something like that. Crash into me, Jack. <laughs> Please. Yeah, he, yeah, that's very funny. He Also, um, another, my other favorite uh, person I feel like we bonded over our reaction to was just Tanya. Oh. Um, she played uh, techno on the show. She's and fantastic. Just a wonderful human who who is like, seems from a little bit, a different realm of existence. <laughs> yeah, her Smart, I think smarter than anybody in the room. Yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. I feel like she was on such a level and she would just say stuff as almost like I know. with no awareness of I'm trying to remember something now, like that she said, because it, it was like so these much. witchy, perfect. She would things. take naps with her cats every day, all day, like clockwork. Yeah, like she would go home, and that was most of her days. But she was, she was an amazing actress, like so insanely dedicated, like yeah. so sweet, so loving. But then would just say these random things that to her were like real yeah. and serious. And also, like as a craftsperson, yeah, like amazing to watch I felt like just she somebody who was, gets the like the game of the joke she was incredible to someone that yeah. has never listened to techno music and had to now play techno this yeah. thing that embodied all techno music yeah. she took it so seriously wow. and she was an amazing actress she was really really yeah. so great to watch I did you, show did you listen true. to metal when you played metal yeah I like went through a metal phase when I was younger. So you were already familiar with a metal. little, yeah. Like I listened, like you know, I went to like my Metallica phase and stuff. But like that. But your character was based off of Rafi from high school because they had like a photo. Yeah, of Yeah, that's that what they said. Used. The hair and stuff certainly was. Yeah, Rafi had that. Oh, God bless Rafi. I, I mean, mean, that's a lot of work choice. to get that hair. It was basically spikes all over yeah, his no. whole head, and that became a whole thing. Like it was funny, like. Makeup artists struggled with it. Like some days would be floppier than others and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and, it was um, a weird science to get it you know, to work. I, I'll Did they do any it. like uh, any like pipe cleaners for boning or anything? Yeah, we ended up using like uh, bobby pins and stuff just to like a lot of glue you know, of uh, sorts. Yeah, different all kinds of different like hair products. Um, and it was funny because then there'd be Ravi and he'd be like, "I just did this before school. Why is this so hard?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I guess you just have stiffer hair. I don't know, but um, yeah, that, my, my yeah, music. that show was super fun. It was a very life-changing thing for me. Was it? Think about it. Yeah. Because like yeah, prior same, I to guess, that, yeah. I was like, I don't know. I, I thought YouTube was only cat videos. Right. It's, now I understand it's only 90%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> but right. I, I, it was, I remember being there and like Adam became, Adam Bush who played Indy on the show, who's still like a great friend. Another like, amazing actor. Amazing. Yeah. He was, God, he was so incredible. And he was one of my favorite like sparring partners I guess like I'd say not literal sparring partners but like oh, you know what I mean yeah. like dueling he was yeah yes I can see that very dry very like is he's, he fucking with you or not? Right. He's a very smart, smart human being. And he's also just incredibly kind, too. He really is. Yeah. He was super under because on the surface, he's so cool. Right. He's so he's cool. He's so like jazzy. And all he's, the time. he's the type of person on like a first impression basis that I kind of veer away from because it feels like they're too cool for me. And I'm like, he's just judging me and all of my like dumbness constantly. But then as you get to know him, you're like, oh no, you're just an amazing actor who's smart but kind and non judgmental at all and has a great sense of humor yeah he's also like 
I think the enviable thing about him when I when I met him was also like people who have that kind of reserve mm-hmm. are always like superheroes to me. Yeah, because I just don't get it. There's like this golden retriever in me that's always just wants to be like, like do you like, like me? I'll do whatever. You know, yeah. I got a shit. I don't know, but uh, Adam doesn't have that. <laughs> but Adam, <laughs> sorry, that's a dog. I got a shit. That's what I think. Dogs. <laughs> yeah. Think. yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty accurate. Thank but you. The fine brother, like that show was so ridiculous, but. Adam, being such a great actor, found this depth in his character and this level of seriousness. I remember yeah. I had to do the scene with him, with everybody, when I was leaving oh, my music. Oh, that was music, a great scene. And I had no anticipation that that scene was going to go like that. Yeah. And it's basically my character, because of scheduling, I couldn't film season two with them, so they had to write my character out of the series. And it's like an emotional goodbye to the entire cast of my music. And... I remember in that scene, I had like gone over it a little bit by myself, but hadn't really like prepped for it to be because the the show is such like a lighthearted comedy that this is just going to be like, you know, Idol is overreacting and being overly dramatic about leaving. And I looked at Adam as Indy and he had tears in his eyes uh, looking at me and he wasn't even on camera. Like the camera's behind him Uh, over his shoulder. And I just welled up looking at him reacting and I was like... What are you doing? What are you doing? Like yeah. it caught me so off guard. No, but that's why he's the, what you're saying. Yeah. Like he's that's a real uh, actor, and like it's a real it, gift. And the sparring partner. Yeah, it's very generous. Yeah, and people. It's interesting because I don't think he'd even think of it that way. Like no. he would just think of it like, yeah, that's of course what you. I'm do. I'm a professional. It's my job. Yeah. Yeah. And and because it's interesting, like uh, th- that's an interesting notion. Like I'm a professional. It's my job because for us, it's like you're profession is so tied in with this strange calling affliction thing that like I think other people who it's like their profession there's an aspect of it that just means like well put me on the clock and then I'll do what I do yeah but like with this there's always that dirty secret that like you kind of do it for free and it's up to you to like defend from being taken advantage on that front yeah but like you know with Adam like he's he's one of the I wouldn't say one of the few. Yeah, I'd say one of the few. One of the few, like, real artists He is, that because I, know. I remember when we started this series. Whatever that means. And now this whole podcast is going to be, become about my music. But when we had started it, he had just started a show on TBS. Yeah. Um, with a bunch. Men at Work, I think. Yeah, Men at Work with, um, and he was one of the stars of it with, uh, what's his name, from that 70s show. Danny, Danny Masterson. Yeah, and someone else. And yeah. I remember finding that out after meeting him and being like, oh, whoa, he's got like a big thing. Like this must be like a favor that he's doing or something. But he treated it the same way I would assume he treated men at work. He treated it so professionally. Yeah, I asked him about that one day. And this is part of the, I guess, part of why I think my music would change my life. Because I was like, um, because part of that, I was just like, you know, banging around. I'd do like shows. I was doing theater. I'd do stuff here and there. I was a butcher. I was like just living life. And um, Oh, yeah, you were a butcher living with lesbians. Uh, or no, no. I didn't live with them, but they owned the shop. They were all lesbians, right. my lesbros. And because yeah. um, you were <laughs> lesbros, they're my family. Yeah, they're his lesbros. <laughs> they, I have stories about. I have so many stories about that. But like, yeah, I love them all. Man, very much. we should get you on a podcast or something. Yeah. Yeah. If you I got stories. Forum. I got stories. Uh, <laughs> wait, so we're thinking my music. So yeah. I asked them. I was. I asked them during like because they were those live shows that ensued. Yeah, on reminds yes. me. Right? I, like forget happened. I forget for like a year. I just I have, forgot until you ugh. told me. <laughs> See, um, wow. It's funny because well, I'll get there. Yeah. Um, and I said to Adam, "What I was like, I was like, hey, one of the days that he was there, and I was like, what are you doing? It's like, <laughs> it's like, 
why are you doing this? You know, because yeah. it's true. Like you're on a, a, you know, union show on a TV network. Like why? Yeah. And he was very earnestly like, this is the future. He's like, I just know this is the future. Like, wow. you can see it. The writing's on the wall. I go to meetings and try to explain the Fine Brothers and our viewership compared to cable. He was like, I went to I went to a taping of Men at Work a few times. And I remember one of those times we were talking about it. And he was like, if you had a, a jump of like 70, 100,000 viewers yeah. on the show, like if you had a two or a two-point jump, 200,000 viewers, it would be like, oh my God, guys, we're doing great. And like your advertising rates, yeah. go, all this stuff. And on YouTube, you're just like, oh, 200 extra. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we were talking about that. He was like, and none of the executives get it. No one gets it, but this is the future. Wow. We can see it. And and that's, I kind of like, that combined weirdly with like six months after that. Because that was, I didn't know any, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know yeah. who Jack was. I didn't know any Fine Brothers. That combined like six months later, making that first, I made like a viral video. And it was oh, like, yeah. yeah. What was it? How to pick, How to up, pick up a girl at the gym? Yeah. <laughs> it was a, this ridiculous, it's like, so ridiculous. play on words video How to pick up a girl at the gym. And it's literally Jared at the gym and out Lifting of frame, girls. he goes to lift what you think is a weight and it's a girl. Yeah. And then I throw her on the ground. And, uh, <laughs> but, which led to a whole thing. Yeah. But I was like, those two things combined were like, A, this is the future. B, this is like, if you are an artist, I had this whole thing with myself where I was like, was my my story up to now is like, you're going to get picked to be an extra. Then you'll get picked to be a co-star. Then you get picked to be a guest star. Then maybe one day, and maybe one day, and the maybe one day. Trajectory. And we'll be an actor. Yeah. Maybe one day. And I was like, but that was never the goal. The goal was like to make things that reach people and affect them. Whether yeah. they laugh or, or you think about something or just engage, escape, whatever it is. And it's like, the tools are right here. Yeah. You can post something at nine o'clock at night on Sunday. And by 8 a.m. the next morning, it's got 300,000 views. And by the end of the day, it's got a million. And yeah. da, 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 da. And half of them are from Japan. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I had like a total existential spiral about that stupid video. <laughs> because I was like, I was like, it, to me, it was Which very is, clear. I mean, that's par for the trajectory of a YouTuber. So. <laughs> I believe that. No, I was like, because I was like, oh. All these pickup videos are like a thing that exists. Yeah. And people like just talk about how you how to pick up women, like they're objects. And I was like, and there's all these, I was like teaching CrossFit and stuff. So like, you know, obviously I watch a lot of technique videos online about how to pick up weights. And right. so I was like, this would be hilarious and biting. How to pick up a girl. Right. And then, yeah. And there was like clearly a satire thing. And then, you know, the comments are all like, yeah, throw her in the kitchen. And I was like, oh, I made the fucking world the worst uh, place, like, as a stupid uh, video. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that happens. Yeah. Wait, there's videos online about picking up girls. There's yeah, an like the game and like stuff mystery, like that. The, the artist mystery. No, no, yeah, no I just didn't realize that was. So do yeah. they do they do it with actresses or are they doing it with girls who don't know they're being filmed? I don't know. There's probably, I think it's more like Magnolia. I assume that there's. Oh, so it's like seminars. So it's uh, a bunch of dudes being like. But that's what the the pickup artist is. Like that's the show that was on television. Mm -hmm. I've never actually teaching. seen the show. I know you reference it all the time because you talk about negging, but I've yeah. never actually seen that yeah. show. I never watched the show, but apparently it's just like him teaching actual guys on the show how to do it. But don't they have to aren't there challenges on the show? Like in Project Runway, like you have to make a I dress assume, or whatever. Don't they have to go out yeah, and Yeah, but pick up I think girls? they'd have to go get numbers and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I assume right? like there yeah. is some producing that goes into There must be. There yeah. must be. But I'm also assuming that the internet probably has every type of pickup video, whether real, fake, or otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that true. exists for whoever yeah, wants to watch I, it. Yeah, and to me, it was really more just about like that. I don't because I'm I'm, asking, I'm like I don't know if there's videos, honestly, honestly. But like, um, it just was like the thought was out there. I yeah, felt like yeah, it was yeah. In the you wanted, yeah. you wanted to parody the idea. Yeah, yeah. That like there's just a technique. Right. There's just there these there these uh, robots. It's there's a these math. creatures, yeah. and if you just go do this to them, you yeah. program them this way. Yeah. yeah. It blows my mind. 
It blows my mind. I mean, I think the other flip side of that, and this is very cynical and whatever, but like if you are very empathetic and you do know, it, it is kind of like easy to just listen and be what somebody wants you to be, like in life. Yeah. I feel like it's that's part of your process of growing up and like becoming your own identity and establishing who you are and not just being who other people want you to be. But like if you want to be cynical about it, it's really easy to like pick up on the story somebody else mm-hmm. wants to be part of and then just say the lines of the character they want you to be and then they Acting. like fall for you. Well, it, there you go. Now we can call this video how to pick up people <laughs> with Jarrett Sleeper because yeah, there's guys. actual advice in here. Oh, hang on. You're not following a script though because – Every person's going to have a different response. That's to right. What you no, say. You're, not, you're not following the script. So I'm saying it's not the same thing as. Oh, so it's like improvising. Pickup artist. Yeah. It's like it's just like it's like paying attention. Yeah. yeah it's it's just like, like hang on, hang being on. Being present. If with I talk human to being. a girl and pay attention to her, well, she see, might is, be interested but, in oh me. Oh my god! Well, go this, on. Now we're getting to like the heart of why this is so strange and kind of dark, though, is because like where does the line go when it's like if your technique is just paying attention and listening? I'm going to gonna somebody, cut you off. This is too deep. I'm sorry. For not too deep. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I can let it. Go for a couple it's minutes. Fine. I apologize. <laughs> but I got a lot of really hard hitting questions. I, do, I really I'm bummed that we but. didn't get any questions yet. So I, wanna, <laughs> I, wanna I was like, okay. give me my hot dog questions well, or whatever. I think this one probably goes in line with, you know, the conversation that we're already having, which is what do you think is the best place for someone to find a mysterious piece of ham? <laughs> <laughs> like oh. if someone were like, let's say you had a hidden camera on this office space right now. And you got to watch footage of me coming in here and just like stumbling upon ham. Where's the best place to find ham? Yeah. Literally the best I, place. I think um, I would say, I've. what's the best answer? I, <laughs> my first answer was going to be your bed. Because oh, yeah. like, you're just like, you know, when yeah. you want a snack and there it is, you're like, fuck, I'm just like, I'm so, I want some ham right now. Whoa. And then the other one was going to be your pocket. Uh-huh. Like finding $20 in your pocket, like right out of the dryer. So it's warm. Uh, you know? Okay. Yeah. So you're going for like the most, like the most optimum. The most appropriate time. You're going for like the best way for Hot you. Hot and fresh in my hand I'm right now. I'm thinking if I were to watch someone else find ham, I would love to have, to watch someone find it like floating in a toilet bowl. Yeah. Just like, that's oh. weirdly said because I was going to say toilet. But I was going to say that or well, in the top bathroom. of the toilet, yeah. like in that upper then it's decker. Because then it's clean. Well, yeah, it's clean, but also <laughs> it's like, how did this possibly get in here? What was the situation Saving that could a have snack manif- for later. <laughs> like, I had to fix the toilet. I was eating a sandwich. The ham fell into yeah. the. And, and, because the and because the toilet was broken, I couldn't flush it. Yeah. I would say, I'm thinking of very high quality ham. I'm thinking like a Virginia ham or a nice prosciutto. <laughs> You know, I'm assuming a slice because like my cured. my first thing I thought was uh, inside the CD tray of your iMac. Oh, that's a yeah, but see that doesn't really exist so anymore. Yeah, who's the got a CD, CD tray. tray, dude? You just aged yourself. <laughs> Were you born before the '90s? Gross. <laughs> when you sign online, does it sound like? <laughs> you guys are bullying me. <laughs> this is emotional violence. <laughs> yes. um, is there a creature that doesn't currently exist that you wish existed? I know you're a dog lover. Oh God, do because, I love dogs? Uh, one of, just so you guys know, one of my favorite Snapchats of all time is Jarrett's Snapchat. It is. Thank you. It, and I text you. I've texted you numerous <laughs> yeah, times. Yeah, you do. It makes me feel like, very good. I just laughed out loud by. It takes a lot for me to laugh out loud by myself at things. <laughs> And so I've texted him numerous times being like, I just watched your stupid Snapchat story and have laughed out loud by myself. I feel very accomplished when that happens. Because much like Jack. YouTube comments, nobody actually writes. You can't respond so on Snapchat. Very nice. Uh, but What's your Snapchat name? I'm going to add uh, you right now. I think it's Jer Sleeper. Like Jer like bear. J-E-A-R. Okay. Sleeper. 
it's so I, funny. I'm not that regular, but when it's I do. always like you looking at beautiful nature or at like dusk or dawn, just being like, the world is a beautiful and complex place. And it's moments like this where we can really appreciate the natural beauty that abounds amongst all the chaos and Bush did 9-11 and then that's <laughs> it <laughs> and it kills I do, I me. Do, uh, yeah, I, I've got to, I've got to bring back um, my like chemtrail updates and stuff. Yeah, like, there's a lot stuff, of chem- like, But I saw you hmm. and a bunch of dogs on Snapchat the other day or weeks ago or something. I just remember seeing oh. you and a bunch of dogs and being like, look at all these dogs. <laughs> just like so <laughs> excited about these like I do massive dogs. I'm, uh, well, I'm very, very fortunate that the building I live in is like, it's it's not a huge apartment building. Uh-huh. It's, it's There's like I neighbors. And my neighbors next door in a two-bedroom apartment, I assume, because I think it's the same outlay as ours, mm-hmm. have uh, two Great Pyrenees and one Great Dane. They're massive. And they're Fucking huge. <laughs> I mean, like, the great, like, I asked her how big they were, and she goes, 155, 165, 180 pounds. Wow. Huge dog. But the best part is, like, you can't get context of how big they are when they're you together can't. because they all look normal it's to like each other. It's like watching basketball. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you, I, think, I think basketball, like, I, this is why I think competitive eating is a completely legitimate sport. Yeah. Because, like, I have no context for basketball. Right. Like, they're all enormous. Like, you forget, like, I can never fucking no, dunk. No, not at all. You know, yeah. and they're all just like, burp, 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 no yeah. problem. Yeah. Hot that's dog eating. Impression of a basketball Thank player, you. by that's, the way. That's, 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 that was his globe trotters. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how I watch sport ball. You know? um, but no competitive eating, too, when you're watching everyone competitive eat. If well, you try to eat hot dogs along with Kobayashi, right. you are going to ruin yourself. You have context, though. Yeah. Like, I know what it tastes I know what it tastes like. I do. I know what it feels <laughs> like to eat one hot dog in nine minutes. Yes. And then they eat 60? Yeah. Superhuman. You have instant access point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that's what I think. <laughs> well, those dogs are great, which is why I love I, those dogs. I'm curious about what kind of creature you think should exist that doesn't currently exist. Um, that's such a hard – it is hard to like – it's hard to be put on the spot and be like, want to have a good answer – and then also, like, just feel like you're bound to whatever you say. Well, there's no, this is more of like a thought tank rather right. than right. an actual, like, here's my final answer. Like, thinking through it, if I'm like, there's a creature that should exist that doesn't exist, uh, what's a creature I like? I love dogs. I love French yeah, I bulldogs. They're, they look like pigs. Okay, so what from there could be a combination a with pig a, fr- dog. a pig dog? Which like is a, a French uh, bulldog. I think. I think. By the way, uh, this is. I, don't, I think pitbulls should rebrand as frog dogs because oh, pitbull, their faces look they like look little like frogs, toady little frogs, and they're yeah, so cute. With the little flat heads. Yeah, but like it sounds way sweeter than pitbull, and yeah. everyone's so scared of pitbulls because yeah, they look pitbull. Yeah, and yeah also pitbull like, sounds really. Yeah, the singer, dangerous. sweetheart. You know? <laughs> yeah, it sounds the like musician. the musician. Dale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> or like, what does that mean? Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Dale. Okay, then what if, we'll come back to that. <laughs> I feel like my, my initial answer was going to be like a werewolf, I think. Even though it's like a horrible, like that would be really bad for but everybody. like a sweet werewolf. But it'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. With like, like French a, braided hair. Yeah. Or like a werebear. A werebear. But that's like cuddly, like a Winnie the Pooh. Bears are horrifying. Yeah. Bears are horrifying. Yeah. Bears, bears are, are scary. What I've learned Just recently. No, I haven't. Not yet. But is Leonardo DiCaprio play a bear? Is that why it's the hardest he role he's gets ever played? A ta- he is he a fight with a bear, bear yeah. and it is. But that's wonderful. the thing that I've learned recently is that bears are like the deadliest creatures, and we anthropomorphize them as like Yogi Bear and Smokey the Bear. And he's like helpful, yeah. dumb They're creatures, cute. but they will eat you. Well, you can find it's also because this is part of the problem. Probably it's really easy to go on YouTube and just find 
these videos of giant bears that are like dogs, basically. Yeah. They're trainers and they just wrestle around and they're yeah, so yeah, yeah. cute. Yeah. Have you seen Grizzly Bear? Grizzly Man? Or Grizzly Man. Yeah. Grizzly yes, Man. I love it. Oh, yeah. The documentary the about the guy who. No, lived I haven't with the bears. watched it, but yeah. And he dies at the end, yeah. right? Well, spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> yeah. I also, like, uh, yeah. I just, I love anything by Werner Herzog. Sometimes when I'm, like, just bored or doing things I don't like to, like, chores, I imagine Werner Herzog, like, narrating it. Oh, that's nice. You know, and it makes it more like. That sounds like. dishes. I am reminded yeah. of the futility of life. In, oh. in the gossamer bubbles covering the plates, he saw his own life drawn out before him, and it made him sad. You know what I mean? As a little Christopher Walken, too. There's a little, but yeah, it's fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm not an impressionist, okay? I'm going to leave that to Jack. Jack Ferry is the impressionist. I love everybody. it. You should hear his Dan Carlin. Um... It's Wait, be- so that, that or Hobbes? Like from Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I think Hobbes that would be is ideal. a great answer. Yeah, I think I would have great. Hobbes. Hobbes he is should great. definitely yeah. exist. I wish Hobbes existed. Is there any emoji that you relate to on a spiritual level? Fuck yeah. I mean, there's a lot of them. Yeah. The first one that pops to mind that I use a lot that I love, I'd, I'd say initially is this one. The you know, hand up that's woman. That's a popular one. Yeah, it's like, it's, like, it's like the hair flip. Like, What does that mm, one mean to you? To me, it means like… Um, it means it's like a coy, like. Well, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Sorry, or like I'm so great. I don't know. Mm, oops. But like, like you that. do know. Yeah, but it's, okay. you do know what you're. Yeah, it's like okay. well, I guess by Felicia. It's kind of a by Felicia. Okay. And the other thing I I really love similar the one I've used a lot uh, since last year thanks uh. to therapy is this one. <laughs> What's is that the one? With head the massage hands? one. There's you know one with the, I mean? Oh yeah, with the two the mysterious lady, hands. With like, the two <laughs> mysterious hands. Like and to me, it's my. It means self care. It's my like self care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Memory and I were trying for a live show to we did this bit where we were talking we were dan- we dressed up as the dancing lady emojis and we talked about Love how it. like everyone thinks emojis are really sweet but Wait, the flamenco re- one or the Playboy bunny one? The bunny ones. Okay. But the reality is that they're based on real people and that we have like a problem with all of them and so we give their history and I think she did this one on stage. I don't remember. She did the self-help one, but we did it. <laughs> she came up with a backstory that they got in a car accident and the hands got stuck. Oh, God. <laughs> They're like hand antlers. Yeah, They're the, antlers. Yeah, like the hand, like its hands, like arms broke off and only the hands got stuck up <sighs> That's there. That's really dark. Yeah, so sorry for your therapy um, emoji no, to take that away I'll, from you. I will you. say about them being based on real people is like, this is super duper top secret, deep inspiration stuff that happened. On the fourth door, we... Explain Tony and I the fourth talk, door. Uh, the fourth door is like a show that uh, Tony Valenzuela and I, Tony Valenzuela, my creative partner, uh-huh. who does Black Box TV and stuff, and we just uh, Tony V. Yeah, we're like we're just like soul brothers. Got it. Uh, and he, um, he, we were talking early, and I was like, "What if we like put emojis in the characters?" And so there's like kind of like a lady in the re- in red, and there's a like kind of a lady oh. in a rabbit mask. That's totally like not really. We didn't really follow through on it, but it was just an idea like way down. Because to me, emojis are kind of like modern um, tarot cards almost. Yes. Like they're such a little archetype yeah. and they take on a lot of meaning. Anyway, yeah. I always want to be on the creative uh, development side of emojis of like the meeting that must be had of like which ones get voted in and which don't. Because the, Totally. And we did a whole podcast episode with Mitchell about this, about like how. Like a million fucking trains. Yeah. Eight trains and no tacos was like yeah, the Aziz and Sorry joke yeah. for a while. Um Okay, we're going to take a break in a second. But before we do, I have two questions that I ask every single guest of the podcast. And the first question is, who in your life currently, right now, they can be someone you know, don't know, real fiction or whatever, uh, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Um, 
What's the th- uh, like that could you could throw? Co- there'd be so many reasons to do that. Right. It doesn't have to be malicious. Yeah. It doesn't have to be mean. It can be someone yeah. that enjoys it. Because my first thought is like just some dog. Like just because oh, yeah. just it'd be cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know. They would be so you know confused. I mean? Just go to like a pound and just be like, huh. I'm like, <laughs> on the pickles. And at first I'd be like, this. Well, that's, I've learned recently. And then they just start eating. That my favorite thing is when dogs try to understand things. When, yeah. like, I got this light um, that's supposed to project like ocean waves onto your ceiling. And I turned wow. it on last night and my dog, Goose, was just like, could not understand it and like egg on my face for even like forgetting that she's a dog and she won't appreciate like this cool thing I got off of Amazon. And so she's just looking up and like looking at it with ears back, but like not barking at it, not whimpering, just like really trying to analyze it. Absorb it. And then I turned it off because it seemed like it was bothering her. And for like 15 minutes, she wouldn't stop every now and then just looking at the ceiling, trying to figure out where it went and if yeah. it was coming back. <laughs> yeah. And I just felt so horrible that I like caused her analysis that she didn't have to have oh, in her brain at yeah. the time. That you, you're, that's, you should call the But anyway, I love the idea system. of dogs. Yeah, I just, I, a dog's ugh, cocking their head is probably the, the greatest <laughs> thing that exists. Yes, so, is. yeah. Uh, and then if there was like, I guess if there was one I wanted to like say a shame on you one, uh-huh. it would probably be like, uh, Ken Kratz, that attorney and making a murderer. <laughs> Thank you. He got in my making guy. a murderer reference. Thank I feel God. like we, we missed it on Nikki's every podcast Good. episode. I've been you like, it? oh my God. Yeah. It was, yeah, I don't it's like dark. to give any opinions because I don't know the full story. Sure. But there's a lot of Reddit holes you can go down. But I will say, yeah, I've never screamed at people I don't know on a documentary more than that. Yeah. And I've never. Twitter and Google searched every single person from that documentary yeah. before ever. I mean, like looked up everyone. If nothing else, just like I mean, just just the way they inter- interview that kid, Brandon Dassey, is like oh. just some of the most hor- horrifying stuff I've ever seen. And um, yeah, so that the Ken whole, the whole yeah, yeah, Ken Kratz, the whole Manitowoc, you know. Justice Department, I think. You just toss spaghetti. Yeah, there you go. I think that's a, a Yeah, good that's call. a great answer. I cast a carb upon thee. <laughs> I cast a carb upon thee. Upon thee. Yeah. I love it. And the one question that I ask every single okay. podcast guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or like close call. But Got it. You can only tell us in three words or three small phrases. I wish I had more pants shooting stories. Well, that's the first time we've heard um, that. Yes, it is. <laughs> so just pick your best one. Just because they're fucking funny. Or one that you just, yeah. I, I think um, just on the on, most, because it hasn't happened that much, but was I would guess it would be like seventh grade math class, no hall pass. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, shitting a- shit stuff is like the greatest way to get out of anything. The greatest way to get out of yeah, Anything. I've also learned that you can use that as an excuse if you don't want to check out of your hotel at the time that you're supposed to check out. Your hotels are yeah. legally allowed to allow you to stay in your room longer if you have a like an emergency medically. Yeah, if you're sick, Amazing. they can't yeah. they can't remove you. It's yeah. illegal. Yeah, yeah I, I was like I had a, a choir class that I just didn't really like that much, and I started just I would go to the bathroom and just <laughs> stay there forever, you know. And uh, and sometimes it was true I was just shooting for a long time, but like yeah. I just you know. And at some point my choir count like would called me out on it it was like hey you aren't in class that much and I just was like oh, yeah I got a lot of stomach problems and like lunches right before that period and and she just never fucking said anything yeah, about it what again are what are you gonna do you can't yeah. say anything sorry fix your bowels kid yeah <laughs> sorry teacher well yeah. while we all take a minute to analyze our bowels uh, let's take a quick break <laughs> and we'll be right back and Jarrett will answer some of your Twitter questions Please, that will pee. 
he's going to use, speaking of bowels, the bathroom. We'll be right <laughs> back with more Not Too Deep. Yeah, I did a, um, I did this man on the street. A show for uh-huh. Clever TV for oh, yeah. like almost yeah. two years. Yeah, you. I forgot that you did that, and I, I saw like behind the scenes, or I saw like Snapchat clips of it, and I was like, "Whoa, this is an intense production!" Like you guys have to be out on the street doing all of this yeah, stuff all the we time. Do it every week, we do it once a week. It, it ended, uh, and I'm really proud of it. But it was interesting, like because didn't start. I didn't get hired as like a man on the street thing, uh, but it's similar to that. Where, yeah, like, it, be, it was such a skill that I didn't really realize was a skill. Yeah, just to talk to strangers and. You know, be make them comfortable, and people say crazy ass shit. If you just like stop and ask them, you know that. Or I, I like, I hate doing man on the street stuff now because I've had so many really difficult times doing it where yeah. people won't say anything interesting, yeah. and you're there for hours trying to mm. get lines well, from people. Well, that's like that was. Uh, I feel like that's part of the thing. Was like I, I was lucky because I had Tracy with me all the time. Tracy's oh, yeah. was like. Oh, terrific i love tracy yeah and um and we just were really good together and so there's always like a good level of like mild fuckery going oh, on. oh for sure you know? yeah so the like it was like which encourages it like pulls people out for sure okay uh right. speaking of pulling people out we're gonna pull some oh, of these boy. twitter questions out segue kind hey. of a rough segue there yeah. hey segue i mean it's all yeah. about gliders now so segues are out <laughs> Uh, Do you call those gliders? I call them hoverboards, and then hoverboards, someone told me that they're not called hoverboards. I thought they're called hoverboards. But there's a company called Glider without an E. G L I D R. I thought yeah. they were called IO Hawks. What the fuck? Isn't Are you that, serious? Yeah. IO Hawks? Isn't that like the brand name of the. It might be one of the companies coming that make one. completely out of left field. Yeah. yeah. Very with IO Hawks. Yeah. Isn't that what they're called? So. Mm. It sounds like you're saying no. Ohio Hawks, I, like a like, football no, like, team. IO, like, like on, Improv on Olympic off. Hawks. I O like on off, you know, like like binary. You know, I and O. Okay, Steve Jobs. I've heard of I and O as well. Steve, will you stop bullying me? The was. At Megan Bouse wants to know what's your favorite cheese. Her name is Megan Bouse. Bouse. Like a Bouse. Like a Bouse. Or like a Bouse. Or like Bowser. Bowser. Yes. My favorite cheese. Favorite cheese for what? Your life. Like if you yeah. have to, let's say, okay, What's here's the function a, here's of this the scenario. You are throwing an impromptu dinner party. Mm. Guests are invited, and you have a girl you're looking to impress. <laughs> They're coming over in about an hour, which gives you just enough time to get to that Gelson's and get the things you Oish. need. What's the cheese you reach for? Because your potential future yeah. wife loves dairy. It's a very says her Tinder prompt. profile. That's what her Tinder profile she, says. Yeah, she just like, there's like, dude, why'd you get so much fucking cheese for this party? Well, her Tinder profile, she loves fucking dairy, dude. She's yeah, pro dairy. I got every cheese they had. It's Kelsey. very dare to dairy to me. Shit. Yeah, I tried. You <laughs> sorry, tried. Sorry. You tried. Um, I'm milking this joke. Oh. <laughs> I see what you did there. Encourage you not. <laughs> I'm really good. No. Oh God. Um. All right. Um, I don't want to grind this nope, into the nope, dust. Nope, nope. We're done. <laughs> What's your favorite smell? We're going past we're the cheese. We're done with cheese? Question. Yep, you waited. You I, okay, fine. A stanky blue. It probably is. <laughs> like a real peppery, grass-fed, raw make, blue cheese. Like you, a Roquefort. If you ever, ever make a cologne 
Will you please call it stanky blue? I want to have a line of cl- of like scents. Yeah. I don't understand why there's not a. There's not more perfumes that are just wood wood smells. That's my. Fa- I hate wood w- smoke. All of women's perfume smells like soap. It smells like soap yeah. from a hotel bathroom. I want like insane Americana like. Like uh, motor oil, okay, motor and gasoline. Gasoline. Yeah. If you blended that with some like wet sandy denim, like okay. fuck, give me that <laughs> smell. Well, you know what I mean? I was gonna say like gasoline and vanilla, but okay. yeah. That, well, there you go. That yeah. sounds nice too. Wet I think, sandy denim. Yeah, you know, it sounds like a little bit of, like a beachy vibe. It's like a little bo, but just a little because it's yeah. like washed over by like the ocean salt air scent. <laughs> okay. And SPF kind of like copper tone. Right. And then just a little gasoline, like you drove your hot rod down to the beach with the Beach Boys. You know, I mean, like exhaust, like exhaust smell. Because gasoline, no, no, gas. <laughs> like when you go to the gas station, gasoline yeah. like smells pleasant. No, I think, I think didn't Link say that he has like he's secretly obsessed with the yeah, smell. Yeah, he of gasoline. loves the smell of gasoline. Yeah, yeah, that's his like his big thing. I think vanilla it's would like go his well secret, with his uh, secret addiction. Yeah, Palo Santo, and, uh, and would, well, people are yeah your favorite smell and gun oil. Palacento? No, Palacento. Oh, this is my favorite smell? Yeah, someone just asked, oh, what is your favorite fuck. smell? Um, I would. I, I think Palacento smoke is a good one right now. What is that? Oh, Palacento is a holy wood. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Hannah bought me some Palacento when we were in Vancouver. It's to a great like, stocking stuffer. Yeah, to, to kind of rid my <laughs> hotel room. That's right. It kind of works like sage. Yeah. Yes. You know what I do when I go to movie theaters? Speaking of uh, magical implements uh-huh. that are in our everyday lives. Yep. I always take a lot of salt packets <laughs> and I just hang on to them in case I need to like return a zombie to the grave or like hang on. close a magical circle. Excuse me, what? In movie theaters? In happens? movie theaters? I just salt. Salt seems magical to me. Salt oh. is magical. It's like a magical thing. I get that. What is the movie theater part <laughs> Well, because of- like when you get the little packets of salt because you got to put it on your popcorn. Uh, oh. I always have too many. I but thought then in my mind, I'm like, this is valuable. Yeah, I thought you were bringing no, it I don't with you. Bring, because- no, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we both thought that. <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, Cup of Trinity wants to know, do you consider Girl Scouts to be a cult? Because I sure do, is what she tweeted. Not That wasn't a Grace Helbig personal opinion. I mean, do you consider the Nazi youth a cult? Okay, uh, so all right. we'll move forward. Right. Just kidding. Uh, Love those cookies. Yeah, which ones are your favorite? Samoas. Oh, those are really good. I love them. Yeah. Samoas and then uh, Thin Mints probably afterwards. Yeah. Obvious. What are the other ones? Those are like the those two that I know. Those peanut buttery ones. The peanut butter chocolate ones? Those are Samoas, right? With the no, coconut? No, no, no. Samoas are with the coconut. Yeah. Or the coconut and caramel and chocolate. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Those are so There's the good. shortbread ones. They're just like the shape of those the logo. Good. The logo of the Girl Scouts. Oh, yeah. Those are, yeah, not as interesting. I don't think Girl Scouts are cult. You don't think they're a cult? No, actually, I don't even Were know. Were you in they, Boy Scouts when you really, grew up? I did some. I kinda. Yeah. I was like in the suburbs, and I, like I feel like our dads like tried. You know <laughs> they're what I mean? like, here's some rope. <laughs> yeah, here's we were like we were like it. tiger cubs, you know, like because there's like there's below Boy Scout, yeah. like, tire and weebelows and these stupid things. I feel like they tried, and we we're just like. <laughs> where, where I grew up, we had something called Indian guides. That you know? is very appropriation. Yeah, I don't like it that was. at all. It was. I mean, but that's the thing. It, it, in that era, wow, you know, it yeah. Wasn't, it was a YMCA. But the, oh, y- okay. the YMCA, like Boy Scouts, was yeah. Indian guys. I was oh, in a program weird. called Little Pioneers that was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Also, I was in fun. something called Coast Guardians. 
which was what? like a beachy one where we got to sail on little one fin sunfish boats and fall over. Coast Guardian sounds like like a movie franchise. It does. Like, like it's a new divergent. Coast, yeah. Coast Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, it's a lot like that. It's just like intergalactic lifeguards. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, I'm in. any execs out there, here's my pitch. <laughs> Milky Bay Watch. Milky Waves. Milky. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Matt Greens wants to know, is there such a thing as having too much French fries? Um, What kind of fucking question is that? Of course of course there is. You could die. I mean, if you just eat too many of anything, that's oh. a stupid question. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, okay. Here's just a question. Kidding. That's too literal. Uh, starch is wonderful. I, God bless your French fries. Eat as many as you want. <laughs> here's a question that I'm actually very curious of your answer. Eli Shane wants to know your weirdest experience with a bird. Oh. They say in parentheses specifically flamingo. But mm. I'm doing away nah, with nah, that. Get rid I want to because I've only seen flamingos from a distance. Yeah, uh, I'd say that probably the weirdest um, birds are fucking weird. Yes, this is the new running thing that I is it? one I well, Brittany Furlon and I yesterday talked about how uh, we both don't enjoy birds, and I've only realized this in the last like year of my life yeah. as an adult that I don't. They're I think they're kind of terrifying I and mean. A, I well, a I think that has to do with a very primitive, even before we existed, like our ape ancestors. Uh, <laughs> And dinosaurs, you okay. know, like there's just something to fear about them. And then uh, I had a thing once with my my uh, stepdad when he was still my stepdad. Mm-hmm. Ooh, cops, you hear those cops? Yeah, that's like yeah. they're like you're talking shit yeah. about birds. You're talking Fuck shit. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's like uh, they got people. Yeah. Um, he was like he's an environmental lawyer, and and I remember being like talking about. I, how I have had no qualms about eating birds because like they're just insects with wings, which doesn't make sense because insects have wings. I meant sure. insects with feathers. Uh-huh. And he was like, how dare you? And I found out he was like a, on the board of the Audubon Society for a while and oh. just like loved birds. But I still kind of maintained that feeling about birds where I was like, uh, I was a butcher, you know? Right. And over the holidays, I don't know, I just started having weird feelings about pork lately. I was like, ah, they're just so smart. And uh, and more than uh, that, like yeah. specifically bacon is weird to me now because yeah. there's so much like fetishization around like bacon. It's like bacon ice cream or bacon bourbon or like yes. whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's creepy to me that it's basically just a flavoring that we just flavor shit with like thin slices of your tummy fat. Yep. You know, it creeps me out yep. a little. It's delicious, but it's like, I just I just started thinking they're like kindergarten level smart and it's weird. Oh um, yeah, that is, yeah. I would, you know what I mean? I would prefer not to get too deep so into that. So we won't get too deep into that. <laughs> but related to that thought was I still kind of don't give a shit about chickens. You know? oh, okay. Okay, so here's a weird story about a bird. Uh, when I was a kid, we had a bird. We had a cockatiel named Pretty Bird. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> and uh, my dog was is a very aggressive dog. She was really sweet to other dogs and people, uh-huh. but she was a killer. She killed a family of like baby rabbits once. I thought you were going to say she killed a family, period. <laughs> yeah. I was going to be like, One you time, should stop this story. Oh my God. <laughs> it was a very tough for our family. We had to cover it up. It was messed up. No one would believe it. Um, One time when we were moving, we had already moved out of our house. We were staying with friends, but they wouldn't allow the dog to stay in the house mm-hmm. and this doesn't have to do with bird but it doesn't matter and uh, and this dogs with this other people who like wanted to be nice they're like oh your dog could stay with us yeah we have an animal house it's yeah. fine and they had a guinea pig and what we found the next day was our dog killed their <gasps> ate their guinea pig and they like little kids <gasps> and so the dad just went out Bought a new guinea pig, put it in there. Didn't tell any of the kids. <laughs> they didn't know. Uh, and like, okay. it just kind of like all got brushed under the 
Well, the, the good thing is they listen to this podcast, so now they finally yeah. know. So my dog tried to eat Pretty Bird one time. Oh. We came into the room, <laughs> literally, we were squawking, and it was like a do- It was like amazing. It was like Animal Planet. Like, wow. A dog and bird engaged in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> and the cockatiel survived because we intervened. Well, that's pretty incredible. Birds. Uh, Maddie Huxt wants to know, can you twerk? Uh, yeah, I think I mean, so. I think everyone has the capacity I to I think twerk. so, too. I also think like… That's like saying, like, can you dance? It's like, yes. Everyone can move. Everyone's allowed. Yes, it's that's like, true. I, twerking seems like something that should come from your heart more than a move, you know? <laughs> like, it should come from your heart more than your butt. That's, I think, like, uh, like I don't think I have enough adipose tissue on my rear end to get a really quality twerk, okay. you know? You need to be able to get that ripple that yep. people can do. But that doesn't mean I should be you know, excluded from twerking. None at all. Everyone should be allowed to, to twerk, if you ask me. That's, you know, just another opinion from the Church of Jarrett. So while you twerk, <laughs> baby. Uh, Slim Fox 11 wants to know, is the glass of water half full or half empty? I, that's so weird. Why? Depends on the day. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Depends on I, the depression. I that's like a pessimism thing. Yeah. But it's, you know… Yeah. I, I mean, it's, what do you think? I think it's fully dangerous of me knocking it over, no matter what. Yeah, whatever you do is it's uh, there's a drought on, so <laughs> yeah. keep it in there or put it in. Yeah, don't leave it out. Don't throw it out. This is an interesting question. Zebra Print Jira One wants to know. Okay. If you could put grape jelly on the body of any person <laughs> ever, who would you do it to? <laughs> Grape jelly on the body of any person ever. And it's a good question. But it's just put it on there. Mm-hmm. Right. But you got to like, let no, um, the cold, sloppy, like lumpy, <laughs> like not dense. I mean, but and, we don't know. I mean, is there like parameters around like how we're it's putting totally it on? totally consensual. Of course. Of course. Of course. Let's just I mean, no, that, not of course, yeah. actually. It's good that you specified that. Yeah, it's, okay, totally, it's totally consensual, consensual. experience. So they're like… They might not like be like, oh yeah, I like grape jelly on me, but they're at least going. I think like, it's a totally consensual professional sure, experience. I'll, I'll try the grape jelly. Right. Let's say it's, it's consensual. It's professional. I think it's consensual and professional. There's not like necessarily sexual emotions involved. Right. It's like doing. It's like giving a, a friend a sport massage. Yes. It's not. Yes. It's not you an know? Enrique Iglesias music video. It's like you're just like I'm just so working very, out the it's kinks. It's very yeah. mechanical, very professional Let's say application. It's like, it's like you're. It's like when you braid your friend's hair. So with all those parameters in mind, who would you most want to do that to? Jack Douglas. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Just want to grape him up. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I'm really, you know? Grape, grape culture. I feel like that's probably in your uh, future. This is, I, guys, I'm not really cool. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I don't really like grape jokes. grape jokes. I don't think grape jokes are funny and I'm not interested. <laughs> that one went. I'm glad I missed it. Don't need that ride. All right, all right, all right. Um, this one I'm interested about, but I also won't understand because I that haven't seen jo- that was this the movie. Joke. Consent, it's consensual grape. It's a consensual. That's really fucking nope. dumb. Too nope. dark. I'm nope. done. I'm done. I'm like, cut it out. Cut it out. Uh, Rosie M22. Which Star Wars character do you relate to the most and why? Oh, we talked about this earlier. <sighs> That's such a huge And I haven't seen Star Wars, so you could. I mean, what I mean, are we I've talking about? Are we talking extended universe? Are we talking about canon, non-canon? It's I mean, what you? We, talking we talked about, about the one that you're the most like, remember? Jar Jar. We talked about how yeah, you're yeah, yeah. chaotic good. I'm chaotic good, which would be Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, but, but there's a lot of chaotic good going on. 
In that, what about Dash Rendar? Anybody? Shadows <laughs> of the Empire? Come on! I don't know uh, that what about, reference. What, what about? What about? I don't know. Ulick Keldrama. Right. What about Exar Kun? Don't yeah. get me started on Exar Kun. Getting Sithy. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I just—that's all extent. I don't think that counts anymore. I don't know right. any of those. What about references. like Quark? Quark? Maybe like BB-8. You know? Yeah. What do you think BB-8? His his alignment would be pure BB-8. Pure pure neutral. What is BB-8? R2D2. BB-8 is the Rolly thing. The yeah, little, yeah. The I've seen like the, I've seen the character, but I don't know the context that the character. I haven't seen like, the movie yet. No, I haven't. Um, That's why this question is. It's like so it's like it's like R2D2. If R2D2 was a basketball. No, I've seen the character. I know what it looks like, but I don't know what its relationship is. Is it related to R2D2? No, it's, it's like the clone the of friends, R2D2's like personality. It's the oh, same okay. personality as R2D2, but he's like younger and hotter. Yeah, pretty much. It's oh, like, it's wow. like, it's like, it's like, it's I like, want R2D2, but younger. It's like, it's, such, it's need, like, I just want like a cute. JJ like, like, Abrams is like on a hunt and be it's like, like, I need a young R2D2 for this movie. It's like the Emma Stone of the Jennifer Aniston. Oh, wow. That's wow. getting dark. That's hey. real. Yeah. So, it's I mean, just then maybe it's a comparison. I it does, know. it does seem like a, like a sexier version. There was like, I want R2D2, but let's get rid of the trash can and make him a ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just gonna roll around. So, is that who you Ooh. most identify with? Is BB8? BB8. <laughs> I feel like I have to say his name like that, BB-8. too. BB8. Uh, um, Chewbacca, maybe? Yeah. It's like a dog man. Yeah. I like in the new one, they really play up his dog qualities. Yeah. There's oh, a really? part where he's with like a nurse and they're like, he's like fixing his arm and he's like, oh, oh, oh. and then she goes, like, That sounds very scary. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> and it's Aww. it's like one of the best moments of the new movie. Uh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> so what would he be? He'd be like true neutral. No chaotic. Chewbacca. Good. Chaotic yeah, good. good. Yeah. Maybe these, maybe lawful good. What are because these categories? He has, he has a life debt. It's Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. Well, so don't get out of here. <laughs> these are. Wait, you, don't wait, raise your you judgmental no tone. <laughs> you never played a role playing game before. It's it's a uh, it's character alignments. What, Got it. How how far like if they're chaotic or if they're lawful? There's good. There's neutral. There's, there's evil. Okay. And then of each of those, you can be chaotic, lawful, or, or neutral. Or neutral. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So it's kind of like mash. Remember that game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would. I would mash so hard right now. <laughs> what was um, it? Mansion, apartment, shack, house. Oh right. I love it. shack. My shack. favorite. <laughs> You shack. live in a shack. And everyone But you live so in a depressed. shack with Brad. But where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you drive a Corvette. Uh, and you, you have ever, 17 kids. Yeah, have you ever yeah. seen there's a thing they did on a PBS? It's called it's uh, called Alone in the Wilderness. And this guy, Dick Pernecki, it was in the 60s. And he just builds a log cabin in the woods by himself in Alaska. No. Out of nothing. Like he he builds his axe handle and then and tools. And it's incredible. Whoa. No. And it's like that. And it's like, if that was my shack, I'd feel great about it. Right? You know? Yeah, that's a there's, great shack. Alone yeah. in the wilderness. You can buy the DVDs on on Amazon. It's incredible. Also, Great. the Love Shack. That's a good one too. It's a little Radio place Shack. where we can get together. We can get together. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Tin <laughs> roof Rock is lobster, rusted baby. though. Why would you make your roof of tin? Uh, I'll tell you why. Sleeping sounds. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. And the rain's, the rain when the, the rain's tin? coming down in there. Hot yeah. tin rain, roof. Rain on a tin roof is oh, great. Beautiful. That's Peace. true. <laughs> you got to pay extra for that. Okay, Mushki wants to know if you had to eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's a difficult question. Food, right? We're talking about food. I. What are you talking about? Pussy. <laughs> oh, Grace. Grace. Something for everyone Come in on, this Grace. podcast. Jesus. <laughs> Baba Booey. Baba Booey. BB8. 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 Master BB8. Um. I was gonna say ass, okay. but thanks. <laughs> Uh, I would say uh, I, the true answer is probably like chicken. Yeah. Like if I just had to pick one thing that you could probably live off of, yeah. you know, like very caveman 
That makes sense. But you know, that makes just sense. whole roasted chickens. Protein. Get some good protein, protein in your life. Protein, a fat in there. You, if you eat the guts, you got like minerals or whatever. All right. Like livers. Yeah, there you go. Oh, this is a good question. If you chicken's could- so good. Various vibes. Good? Chicken's so good. It's true. Chicken is like left. Chicken's like thought of as boring, but a good roasted chicken. Get your oven hot. Get the chicken dry and room temperature. <laughs> liberally Rot- salt yeah, it. Yeah, rotisserie chicken. I was like craving it my the other day. In the car. And de- my grandma sent me a rotisserie. I have it sitting in wow. my kitchen. I haven't used it. I'm what thrilled. an angel. All right, sorry. Let's continue. Just <laughs> chicken. Uh, at various vibes, wants to know if you could erase any song from the world, what would it be? I'm not, I don't believe in censorship. What if this was like? Not censorship. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's like very difficult because I, I feel there must like be a, a song you hate. I know. I'm trying to think. I think I a. I think I believe. I just remember the positive things in life. It's sure. Hard to remember things I hate. And then, oh, so you are a glasses half full kind of person. That's true. Hey, seems like seems like it. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, um, we can come back to that. Well, no, but like because I feel like I'm a I'm like a, a crap connoisseur a little bit. So even things like that Eiffel 65 song, you like find blue, good, you find, da, yeah. ba, da, it's oh, kind of great. Yeah, it's sure, really great. Surely there is a Christmas song that you can't stand. N- wrong, wrong, there must wrong. Be one. Do you love Christmas music? <sighs> I do. Um, Love it. See, I've never like. You've never Christmas. got that. No, I. It's fine. I don't hate it. That's fine. That's fine. It's just not. Uh, uh, you know, what, even here, that Paul McCartney song. Uh, which one is that one? The wonderful Christmas, Christmas time. Uh, yeah. Oh God, that's great. Simply really? Have uh, a wonderful Christmas time. I hate yes. that song so I, much. If I was gonna get rid of a Christmas song, probably Baby It's Cold Outside because it's fucking weird. Yeah, that song's pretty. That's like you want to talk about consent. You want to talk about consent? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Say what's in this drink? Um. Okay. Very weird. Yeah. Very weird. Swift and Gold wants to know what's the worst gift you've ever gotten. The worst gift, or the best, or the best. Yeah, or one that you have given. That you are like really proud of. Like, okay, I, I gave got, a great got, gift. This is, um, I think I got, uh, I had um, I had this Kung Fu teacher okay. when I was like a teenager who was a very like kind of a mentor, father figure, whatever. He's a, I, I worked for him before. <laughs> before I took Kung Fu from him, I worked for him at a henna booth at the Renaissance Fair that he owned as like a side gig. It was really weird. <laughs> but he no, was like. Normal. Uh, yeah. He was like born out of this time. He was like a true warrior who like shouldn't have been alive in the century. He uh-huh. was Phil Nearing. He's amazing. He's the best Kung Fu guy probably in the country. Wing Chun, whatever. Got it. And he and, he, uh, and I, I gave, we would gift each other knives periodically. We got to this place and I huh. gifted him. He gifted me with um, – I bought a switchblade at a, uh, a, a, a like a what do you call it a flea market in okay. Florida. Yeah, because I thought do you think it was cool because that's like, what hey, Florida flea markets offer. That's correct. You get, <laughs> if you can't find a switchblade at Florida flea market, you you are not in Florida. Flea you're market. not in Florida. <laughs> yeah. um, and I gave it to him, and he was like honored. He like Aww. I was like I just thought this was cool, and he was like oh. This is like a real deal. Forgive somebody. Wow. And he gave me a coin back because there's this whole uh, super um, session around if you gift somebody a knife. And I got into this too with friends who were chefs. I would do the same thing. Right. Uh, On brothers or whatever. A brother went camping and gave him a knife. If you give somebody a knife, they got to give you a coin back because um, it's got to become a symbolic uh, purchasing. Because if the other – otherwise like the knife severs the friendship. Like, uh, you know, that's like the, wow. it's really, so they give you a penny. Wow. And uh, anyway, so I gave him this, this switchblade and he ended up giving me um, this Dirk or no, it was like a sax. It's this like Viking knife. Mm-hmm. That's really big. I still have in my room. Um, but the cra- the coolest thing, like just, I thought that was the coolest thing ever was later. He was like, you know, uh, and he, he was like, that knife you gave me, uh, it cut me when I opened <laughs> it. And I was like, oh, I just, I was like, <laughs> okay. And he, and he goes very sincerely. He was like, it's a thirsty blade. <laughs> 
and I was like, this is the fucking coolest, most mystical, <laughs> magical. Like, yes, sensei. Yes, Sifu. That sounds oh. like the name of a Van Damme movie. Blade. I, Thirsty it, Blade. It, it was the greatest thing <laughs> I've ever so been involved in. So basically, the greatest gift you gave him gave you the greatest gift That's of right. conversation. And isn't that just <sighs> how gift giving goes? I mean, it's what you hope. Yeah. It's really I, I truly do enjoy giving gifts more than receiving them. I get very yeah. anxious about like, I'm better now, but you know, being receiving. Oh, being same. Like, oh, I, yeah, I never know the best because I love the moment of giving someone a gift that I've really thought about that I'm always worried about not giving that moment to a person giving me that gift yes. of like really yeah. oh, showing well, the appreciation. Of you, <laughs> yeah. You're a saint. I mean, that is really well done. <laughs> well, Empathy. Here's the last question before I'm going to give you the gift um, that you get for being a guest on the podcast. Wow. Um, the last question is from at Midas and, and Oscar. If you suddenly found yourself turned into a woman, how would you spend your day? I... This is. Uh, you think about amazing. this constantly. I do. I, do. <laughs> I constantly feel. I mean, I really. I mean, I. I feel like it's. It's weird to talk about like gender stuff because it, there's so much like propriety around it now yeah. about talking about like and you know because I have no interest in making light of any like of uh, that not. kind of stuff because I really believe in it. But like I've. I, I think uh, masculine and feminine is like a weird thing that we are uncomfortable talking about because it's so politicized and we think it means like man and woman. Sure. But it's like a yin-yang thing. And it's and also like an energy thing it's too. An energy thing in a, in a big way. Yeah. And, and I feel like the way I uh, emotionally process and experience life and the kind of sensitivities I have and the way I pay attention to people. It's more feminine. It always has felt like I'm like a lady right. inside. Like very much like not even – I just feel like woman, but also I have, I think about this all the time, like the mm-hmm. true self and the vessel. And I'm, well, I'm not too deep, not too deep. Sure. Uh, and I think about like, but I also have this male body and the right. male body comes with all its own chemicals and stuff that right. like are undeniably masculine. Yes. And so it creates this great identity strangeness and in interaction with the world and how you're received and how you act. Right. Like one thing, I'm, can I just go on this for one second? Absolutely. Okay. No, this is actually something I'm really curious about because I've been talking a lot with people about the masculine and feminine energies and a lot of intercouple like relationship issues yeah. come from the idea that one person is supposed to have a masculine energy and one person's supposed to have a female. And when yeah. it's not necessarily balanced that way, when the other person that's supposed to have female has more masculine qualities, there's like this underlying tension that happens. Yeah. Well, cause and, and, I mean that part of that's just communication stuff, right? Yeah. Like your expectations and things. Sure. But, um, I, I always thought it was strange. Like Growing up, there's a lot of like gender uh, bias stuff in our culture uh-huh. that about like, you know, about like uh, um, <clears throat> traditionally masculine qualities. This is why feminism is an important thing is because like yeah. it's feminism is about it being okay for anybody to experience feminine qualities and, and understand the strengths in those. Yeah. Like that's one thing. Strength is not a gender notion that we tend to gender, right? Sure. There's like masculine strength and feminine strength. And I always thought like there's this complaint that masculine qualities are are – are good ones like saying like if you're a boy you're like um leadership you're you know the whole thing like if you're bossy you're a bitch if you're a girl right. if you're yeah. bossy you're a guy you're like a leader yes. or whatever and there was all these things like the things that met boys are rewarded for strength uh, aggression competitiveness mm-hmm. br- like being smart or clever yeah like all that stuff they the way our capitalist society is set up is like that's what you're rewarded for yep. and so it's like a negative thing not to um let uh, women have that experience mm-hmm. either. Who, whereas women are traditionally uh, tr- encouraged and rewarded for being pretty and gentle and soft and, and grateful and, and kind yeah. and caring yeah. and all those things, supportive. But for me, I was like, I would always get so upset when I was a kid. I didn't, I didn't 
want I I longed for someone to just say that I think consider me beautiful right. or or appreciate a sensitivity in me or yeah. something like that. Something more emotionally driven. It just never resonated like beating people or yeah. che- che- beating the system, getting great scores yeah. or being like all that stuff was I was like I I would extrapolate it out and be like that's what makes the world shitty. Yeah. Like all that stuff, the rat race and mm-hmm. beating and winning and all the stuff that like power of that kind and the stuff that was like I was since a child I was I was raised in museums a little bit like sure. art was like beauty. Beauty is like probably my overarching virtue okay. and and not like, you know, beauty in the real sense of beauty. Like beauty can be ugly and strange and specific yeah. and bizarre, but like you know? Then so, let's say, let's rephrase the question. So I very much feel like a woman inside. Okay, then let's rephrase it. I just play with my tits is the answer to the question. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we were trying to get at. I just, oh. I just, I just masturbate like crazy. That was see a what that feels long like. walk to that answer. <laughs> no, but I, I, don't know, I just think about that. No, 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 no. It yeah. it's, no, especially in this world where we talked about this a little bit on other podcasts about like the PC nature of the world and especially around gender related issues yeah. and that whole thing of like, how can you speak about it honestly without feeling like like someone is going to maybe misinterpret your thoughts and opinions about it and feel offended yeah, g- in some and way. Not politicize gen- gen- it. And gender, right. gender is very political right now. It's yeah. very I had this conversation right with somebody the other day about like, remember the SNL sketch? It's Pat. The yes. whole sketch about whether or not. Whether they couldn't figure out if it was a guy or a girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like you could never do that sketch now. I think it would be far too fraught. Yeah. And yeah, you'd would... have to be very, very intelligent about it. Yes. But you'd still be criticized. I really don't think you could. Like, um, like the lesbian poetry shop I worked at, I always felt yeah. very comfortable. I still feel very comfortable among people who are, by and large, weirdos. Like you know, like the people that aren't they traditional. Don't go by definition the same of, thing that yeah, that yeah. we're supposed to be since we're little kids. Yeah. Sure. And I think because of those people, and not the ones who politicize it, the ones who like are really living the life. Yeah. Like they understand all the strange mixes of things that everybody else is too. And they're a little more forgiving. Like they won't politicize the things you say. You know, like yeah. I I got in this thing where I got in a fight once with, like a, I said to a girlfriend, she, she was like all dolled up like for some event. Yeah. And I was like, God, you're so hot. Like a, like a, like a, a trans girl or like a Kardashian. And she was like, thought I was saying this really mean thing, but I was like, no, not that didn't mean, cause that's like the external expression of femininity in our culture and how we understand it and being and putting the whole thing on. And it's not like a weird, but she thought I was just saying like some shitty, shitty thing. Yeah. And wow. in retrospect, I'm not good with like how I speak, Articulate you know, I'm like, I guess, <laughs> but like, but I said this to my, at the butcher shop. Cause I was like, she got so mad at me and I explained the thing. And, and she's like, um, and my, my boss said to me, she's like, well, maybe she just doesn't understand that you're like really queer friendly. Ah. And I was like, but I was honored, very honored to be like, I'm among other people who know what it's like to be weird. Cause yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I always thought like, I got called fag a million times when I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it didn't matter what you are or like, it, it just had to do with you were weird yeah. or you were into art or you were soft or whatever the fucking thing was. Right. And I think people who have really gone through that, who, you know, are the ones who, hopefully don't politicize and are, are there to like Support. include each other yeah. in our attempts at getting through this fucking weird ass life. You know? Hey, what a great notion to end this podcast All right, on. sorry, yeah. yeah I got, no, I mean, I got trust up. me, this would be a different podcast if I kind of like gave into the conversation I want to have sorry. about all of this. No, but no, it's, it's really, it's actually, it's really fantastic because it is so much of the conversation and parts of conversations that happen now online, especially yeah. um, in the culture of, of everything because everything's so documented and yeah. opinions are so I'm made sure public. I'll get tumbled. I'll be very problematic in this yeah, podcast. 
podcast you, as a cishet scum. This, yeah, yeah. yeah you're going to get so much hate from uh, people trying yeah. to make the world a better place. <laughs> that's where hate comes from people trying to make the world a better place. Um, but That's th- very profound and true, by the way. <laughs> like, I'm going to think about that. Uh, I don't know how true it is. I it feel like is. it's the opposite. I mean, just got done listening to Ghost of the Ass Front. Yeah. That's yeah. what the Nazis that's were trying to do. That's what they were do. trying to do. Yeah. Make the world a better place. Yeah, but for it's good, specifically good clean country. For specifically for the Aryans. I think it's trying like, to make the world a better place. I think it's <laughs> I think it's more rephrasing it to hate comes from people trying to make their world a yes, better place. There you that go. Brilliant. Hey. That's it. Holy shit. Wow. I'm so glad okay, I subverted this. this not too deep podcast. We have to get through this uh, without getting further into the deep end. Jarrett, thank you so much thank for being you. here. This is such an honor. Um, where can people find you on social media if they don't know already? Um, I'm on Twitter at uh, my name's Jarrett Sleeper, J-A-R-R-E-T-T-S-L-E-E-P-E-R. And uh, and then on the Instagram and Snapchat, I'm I'm Jer like Bear. J-E-R, and I, Jer like Sleeper. I said, highly recommend you guys following him on Snapchat. Thanks, really Grace. great Snapchat stories. And also, this is just a selfish call to action to follow him so that he feels a pressure to continue Snapchatting for my personal yep, enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yep. I totally see that whole thing going. Um, well, you get the gift that every guest on the podcast gets, and that is you can tweet anything you want from my Twitter account right now. That's so that's so much fucking pressure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do I have to do it on the podcast? Yes. Oh yeah, I have to figure out what I'm saying. Here. Um, but just you know, uh, <sighs> obviously nothing racist. Or homophobic, or any of those things. This is awful. I wish I knew this was coming. This is okay. Then great. I have an answer for when someone asks me the worst gift I've ever given someone (laughs) in the future. (laughs) Oh, very sorry. I'm like so wrapped up (laughs) in my own experience of what the fuck do I do? I didn't even hear what you said. I was like, no, this is this is um, it is a lot because it is. There's every opportunity to do everything on Twitter. But I would encourage you to go with your gut and not overthink it too much because life is a series of situations that don't really matter to our overall existence, et cetera, et cetera. I fucking, I'm so blanking here. You got anything, Jack? Oh, I've well, got, I'm, I've giving, got, I'm giving my gift away. I've got tons. This so. is the first time Jack has been a lifeline in this situation. Oh, I could use. Do you have any ideas? I mean, where do I go with this? Do I go like philosophy? Do I go like just? You could. Just, I always, uh, I always go kind of. Plugs? I always go a little pranky, a little bit. Yeah. So well, if you could do something along the lines of like. Well, no. I mean, you're the one that tells me don't give anyone any ideas. Maybe let them sit in silence fair, for a lot fair longer. Enough, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we're just gonna emoji. Oh, look at this koala. That, yeah, all my recent emojis. I think recent emojis are. What do you got in here? A great like psychological. Oh, very into the your hands and faces. Okay, hundred. I do keep it one hundred. I only do that once to someone, or uh, and this is how infrequently I use emojis because I use like three of them on repeat, and so my free like recently used emojis are so incorrect to like me as a person because recently I got, meaning I like. I know what I'm gonna say. Okay. I will right, we'll be quiet while you tweet. There. Do I tweet it? You can send it. And then I'll read it after you send it. Okay, let's see what the tweet is. Um, I have found the less I focus on being pretty, the less ugly I feel. Wow. Today is a very philosophical (laughs) day for me on Twitter. I mean, if you didn't know that I was recording these podcasts today and that this is what happens, my Twitter account looks like I'm having a... Super emo, huh? Well, yeah. (laughs) Just read the previous one. This is what Nikki tweeted. I... <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I look like I'm having an existential crisis <laughs> oh. very publicly on Twitter like, oh, right maybe, now. Maybe <laughs> well, you said like today. Maybe today's be, we're all like um, we're like your inside out characters. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like me and Nikki and Frankie are like the people in your head. But then this is what Drew tweeted yesterday. Uh, 
another impressionism. <laughs> Which sounds like I had this weird so narcissistic good. epiphany, and then I decided to leave society to figure myself out <laughs> in the course of 24 hours. Amazing. Well, thank Amazing. you, Jared, so thank much. You. I'm glad I we love got to. This. I know. Well, you guys um, leave comments down below of how much you want Jared to come back on the podcast so he can come back and have more conversation. I love podcasts. You got to get a Who podcast. Knew? Also, give Jared suggestions for the name of his future podcast that he has to get. Please. Yeah. Let's do Jack, let's make a podcast together. You got it, baby. Got it. J and J, Jack and Jared. <laughs> That'd be great. Sleepy cast. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Bye. I don't know. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Not too deep. Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, produced and directed by Jack Ferry, production assistance by Diane Kang and Melissa D. Montz, audio by Chris Henry and Charlie Mead, editing by Melissa D. Montz and Mitchell Davis, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. Ba-da-ba-ba. 